We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Digest podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Man, do we have a lot to get into in this episode. It's absolutely jam-packed. Uh, I want to break down Pac-12 Media Day. I just got back in town to Eugene from Los Angeles late last night. It is uh, July 29th as I record this, just about 10.30 uh, p.m. here in Eugene. So I want to talk about some of the big storylines that stuck out to me uh, for Oregon, you know, from the Oregon angle. Um, got to talk to Mario Cristobal, Alex Forsyth, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, and we just got a bunch of new intel to you know share and discuss in this episode with a uh, fall camp you know looking to start up sometime next week and then we also have saturday night live oregon's big recruiting camp coming up here on saturday so with all that being said let's uh just hop right into it yeah i think one of the one one of the storylines that kind of stuck out to me off top here from uh you know speaking with mario um cristobal during pac media day was the running back situation right you know we we got two new running backs on campus now in Seven McGee and Byron Cardwell. Uh, you know, Mario Cristobal was talking about how Byron Cardwell is a bigger dude. He's looking like a, he's listed on uh, com, I believe, at a six foot. And then they're working on getting the weights uh, weight updates in there. But uh, Mario Cristobal said he's right around 215 pounds. So, uh, you know, always good to have a bigger body. Uh, especially, you know, with uh, the running back position, uh, getting getting dinged up uh, pretty frequently. It's just kind of the nature of the game. But uh, yeah, the, the update that we got from Cristobal is, you know, he was saying, yeah, you know, we've been able to see these guys kind of, uh, you know, you know, do their thing since they've uh, been here in Eugene. Uh, these guys being Byron Carwell and Seven McGee, and uh, you know, it looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, in the position to to help right away. And I think that that was a really interesting thing to hear from Cristobal when you consider that the Ducks have two firmly entrenched starters returning uh, in C.J. Verdell and uh, Travis Dye. And you know, I think that this is it's a, it's a great thing to hear. Obviously, you know, Oregon's got a just a, a absolute embarrassment of riches uh, in the running back room. And I think that uh, McGee and Carwell, you know, they're, they're two, two more big names that, that Oregon is bringing in to, uh, you know, bolster the running back room. And I think that you just, if you want to keep pushing ahead, you, you need to 
keep making your offense more dangerous and and you're doing that by adding dynamic guys you know seven mcgee um you know maybe not your traditional running back i know that a lot of people crystal ball himself have you know said coming into this season that he's probably going to be you know flex kind of all over the field maybe some special teams value uh you know some traditional running back snaps as well as working as a as a slot guy so I think that, you know, it's definitely good to hear, uh, you know, early return, you know, positive reviews on uh, some of those uh, freshman running backs. And it's going to be interesting how you how they share the rock. You know, I think uh, Jim Mastro is the guy who's usually, um, you know, tasked with handling who's who's going to get how many snaps. Um, And I think that with with the situation that we have now, you want to see the Trey Benson's, the Sean Dollars and, you know, definitely Carwell and McGee getting some snaps. But it's going to be kind of hard, you know, with with the with how the snaps have been allocated in the past. But I think you know if Oregon can reach its potential on offense and you know blow teams out like they want to do, um, it hasn't really been the, the motto so far in, in the Cristobal era, era, the norm I should say. But if they can you know get a pretty good lead on some of these teams, then I think it'll be big for them as far as you know getting McGee and Carwell some snaps. Uh, you know they get four games. Uh, I believe that rule still stands four games before, um, you know, utilizing, uh, or I should say missing out on the ability to maintain uh, a red shirt, take a red shirt year. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Ducks uh, manage those snaps in the backfield, but certainly a lot of talent uh, for them to deal with, you know, to, to, uh, you know, tote the rock in the 2021 season. So we were talking about running back depth for the Ducks. And now I want to talk about the offensive line. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal and really, uh, you know, Alex Maribal, all the coaches have been raving about the offensive line this off season. And that, uh, you know, carried over into media day as well. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal and, and, uh, you know, the Oregon staff are super confident. I mean, when your head coach is an offensive line guy, you, you'd certainly hope that he's confident about his, uh, his unit, even though he's said multiple times that, you know, Alex Mirabal is handling the majority of that, but you know, he's gonna, he's gonna make sure that he's been able to put his own touch on that, seeing that he is the, the head coach and that's probably the group that he cares about the most. But, you know, he was, uh, he was at Pac-12 Media Day and he was talking about Forsyth and how he's kind of taking some guys under his wings, wing, the, the younger guys, I should say. And this is what Cristobal had to say. He said of Forsyth, he knows that these young guys are going to factor into playing this year. They are that talented. I think we'll play a lot of guys. So, I mean, Oregon's really looking at like they're in a great spot. I, I mean, we haven't really seen them. They haven't really mirrored that 2019 level of dominance when they had the Shane Lemieux and the Panay Sewells and the, the Jake Hansons. But, uh, you know, they're certainly bringing in the, the talent to, to do that. And I think that, uh, you know, just the more bodies that you have, that you're confident and rotating in, it's just going to help you that much more. You know, the, the coaches have talked about wanting to build that dependable depth. Uh, and, you know, I, I've said it before and, you know, some of my stories, I, I think that, you know, dependable depth is being able to turn to, to guys. Uh, you know, if someone comes down, goes down there, there's no, there's no drop off. If someone goes down with an injury or has to hop out for a play, you're, you know, comfortable sending that next guy in. And I feel like offensive line is one of the positions on this roster that they're really, looking like they do have dependable depth at, um, you know, at this time. And I think that the defensive line is coming along there. I was listening to uh, Josh Pate on late kick the other day. He's got uh, some really great content that he's putting out there. So shout out to Josh. Um, he was saying, you know, when he was given some of his thoughts on Oregon, that he thinks that 
you know, one of the things that he was trying to evaluate more or less when he was looking at the Ducks was, you know, how are how are they looking at the line of scrimmage? I feel like the offensive line is probably a little bit stronger right now and the than the defensive line. This is kind of paraphrasing what he was saying, so I'm trying to just he was basically saying that the offensive line is further along than the defensive line and overall their trench play isn't at the level it needs to be to to really really be competitive with the Ohio State's, the Clemson's, the Bama's, you know, the top tier programs in college football and it really makes sense and I think that hearing something like this definitely echoes that Oregon's making progress in that department and I think that the defensive line is it's going to be pretty nasty this year. You got Brandon Dorless, he's obviously the big name, but then you got Popo Amave. Uh, he's a guy who uh, has been getting a, a lot of praise throughout the offseason. You got Keon Ware Hudson, Christian Williams, uh, and Jason Jones, a, a big body out of uh, Alabama. So they're they're really coming along, I think, on, on both sides of the of the line of scrimmage. And um, you know, another guy, Logan Sagapolu, um, Faope, um, is uh, shoot, I can't I can't say his last name. I want to say it was Lawalu, but I. I guess I was going to say I was going to spare myself the embarrassment of messing up his name, but Coach Cristobal always refers to him as uh, Begope or Faope. So he's a big guy, Logan Sagapolu, uh, Marcus Harper. You know, you got you have these big offensive line recruits that have been in the system for a number of years now, and then you have the the uh, you know true freshman like Jackson Powers Johnson. He's looking really good. He's throwing up some big weight in the videos that we're seeing on the the Oregon social media. So. The offensive line depth definitely looks like it's going to be uh, a big advantage for Oregon, and I think when you're going up against you know those big opponents like uh, Ohio State week two, um, and then you know if they end up going up against you know uh, Washington late in the game or Stanford, which has you know really built its identity in the trenches under David Shaw, that's that's going to be really big for them to uh, you know just be able to have that that strong depth uh, along the offensive line. And, you know, another, I want to move on in here to my next, uh, next topic or next portion of the media day where we're kind of breaking down what uh, coach Cristobal had to say about the Oregon football program was he got asked a question about the, the ducks and, you know, how they've won back-to-back Pac-12 titles now, three straight Pac-12 recruiting titles. Um, you know, that wasn't in the question, but he was saying, you know, the reporter, I can't remember his name. So forgive me there. He was saying, you know, Oregon's won Pac-12 titles in back-to-back years now do you guys kind of feel like you're playing with uh you know a target on your back you know how how do you kind of how do you kind of uh you know you guys are in the spotlight now how do you kind of um react to that and this is what Cristobal had to say this is a direct quotation I never and we will never see ourselves as a program with a bullseye on us a target on us it's never been that way never will be that way when we wake up in the morning our feet hit the ground we wake up with a hunger drive determination to make sure we're always a hunter in a humble way driven way and you know when you think about that answer in the context of what the Oregon football is it is the class of west coast football right now and it has it has even though it doesn't have a national championship it has a pretty excuse me, a pretty rich tradition um, when it comes to football success. And this just, you know, re-emphasizes that Cristobal has, you know, a strong head on his shoulders and he's not going to be satisfied until the program gets to that national championship. And, you know, if if what he said in the past is any indication, I'd argue once if and when they get that national championship, he's not going to be complacent then either. And, you know, you see that at all the big time programs that have won national championships. So I think it's just, you know, it's uh it's just another another reflection of the culture that he's built and kind of the the way that he carries himself you know he's 
He's always been strong in press conferences. Um, he's ext- extremely well-spoken. And I think this is just another example uh, that kind of shows us why, uh, you know, Oregon should be confident that they got the right guy run- running the show here in Eugene. So all the players kind of reflect that, you know, when I got to spend some time over listening to Kayvon Thibodeau uh, and, you know, he was getting a bunch of questions from, from the reporters asking about his new NFT. Uh, he brought his rings um, to Pac-12 Media Day and got asked a question about his rings and he was you know, saying, hey, you know, I kind of just use it as motivation, you know, it was, it was great to win them, but, you know, I'm going to have to – I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something along the lines of I'm going to have to put them in the box and, you know, more or less forget about them because I'm, I'm going to be hungry chasing uh, chasing some more rings. And, you know, that being a Pac-12 championship, bowl game championship, national championship. So that, that culture starts with Cristobal, and it just kind of uh, – it kind of trickles down throughout the rest of the staff and certainly the players. You know, uh, it's not a stretch to say that the culture is as strong as it has ever been while we've been, uh, you know, certainly since I've been, uh, you know, watching Oregon football. So that's uh, all is well on the culture front with the Oregon football team. Moving right along, we had, uh, you know, these two top two next topics are uh, coaching personnel moves. We, uh, you know, saw some early reports or rumors about uh, Mario making a couple of hires, uh, Mario Cristobal making a couple of hires um, with a uh, defensive analyst, uh, Nick Toth. Uh, coming over from UCF, he was—I um, should say—he was the former special teams coordinator uh, at UCF. Um, I talked about him. I think it was in the first episode of the of the podcast here. But um, you know, we we had it confirmed. The university hadn't said anything, uh, I believe, up until this point. So he kind of got asked about, you know, what's the, what's the value in bringing in a guy like Toth, you know, to to serve in another analyst role? And uh, this is what he had to say. To have this is what he had to say. To have a guy that knows Tim DeRuiter's system and has done it before is of extreme value. As a coordinator, you always want to be familiar with what he does to try to give him the best chance for success. And that's huge, right? I mean, it's, I feel like it kind of goes without saying, but you know, if you can bring in, if you can bring in people that have worked with, uh, you know, other assistants on your, your staff, then you're just putting yourself in a better position to succeed. Uh, you know, there's going to be, you know, the terminology is going to carry over better. You know, he's going to, they're going to be able to bounce ideas off of each other better, um, more efficiently, I should say. And, you know, they're, maybe they can reference some games like, hey, remember when we were doing this, you know, at A&M or Fresno State because they've spent time together there. Um, I think that that's just going to be really big for them uh, and really for DeRuiter as, um, you know, he is tasked with, you know, if you just think about this looking on the outside, it's like, hey, we've brought in some really, really good talent and, you know, with with the improvement that we've seen at Oregon, not so much in, in the defensive department because there was a step back last year, but just with the talent that's coming in, those expectations are only going to grow. And I think that when you bring in an assistant like this, it's only going to help you, um, you know, live up to that, live up to those expectations a little bit more. And then the other, uh, the other you know, hire that you know, didn't have as much steam to it, um, you know, when I wrote about it, I, I think I put it in the context of a rumor because only one reporter had tweeted about it, uh, reported about it, I should say. But the hire of uh, Jimmy Brumbaugh is another defensive analyst. You know, he this is a guy that, um, you know, has extensive experience coaching the defensive line uh, in the SEC. And you know, he played at Auburn, um, you know, has has worked with guys like Chandler Jones. He, he made some stops at Syracuse. So certainly has some good connections there uh, along the East Coast where Oregon is trying to push more and more because there's so much talent out there. Um, 
you know, over in that area of the country. And, you know, you're bringing that championship pedigree in. And, um, you know, since he got asked this question about Brumbaugh there uh, at Media Day, it was, you know, confirmation that the hire more or less happened. And uh, this is what Cristobal had to say. To supplement our defensive staff and make our special teams staff with guys like Coach Brumbaugh, it makes us a stronger staff, a better staff, and it gives us a better chance to be more successful on defense and special teams. So it looks like we're going to see Brumbaugh, uh, you know, assisting in special teams as well. And I think that this this hire is awesome because not only for all the reasons that I said about, you know, the, the SEC history, the connections for recruiting, you know, how he was a player himself, you know, he'll work with Joe Salavea, uh, who, you know, played in the NFL as a defensive lineman, but you know, it, it, it shows that there's a commitment to special teams as well, you know, with, with how slim the margin for error is and at least the 14 playoff right now and how, you know, you really can't drop more than one or two games. I think that it just shows that he's not overlooking any details and, you know, the special teams hasn't been where it's needed to be, uh, really on, 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 uh, either end. I think the kicking has gotten better under Cattleman. Um, but overall it's, it's not where it needs to be. So, you know, bringing in this big hire, in uh, Brumbaugh is, is certainly going to help uh, Oregon, you know, get, in, get pushing in the right direction in that department. Pac-12 Media Day also served as our first opportunity to hear from Mario Cristobal regarding name, image, and likeness. Um, with uh, that legislation being passed, uh, you know, really throughout the country, it's uh, one of the biggest talking points of uh, college football now. And we got to hear about what Cristobal had to say and how, you uh, you know, he was asked about, you know, do you think NIL is maybe going to create rifts in the locker room? Because, you know, you, you could have people, uh, you know, making some serious money more or less. Uh, and, you know, it's it's not not everyone's going to get an even slice of the pie is kind of what it comes down to. And this is what Cristobal had to say. I think it's a great preschool for real life. They're going to be in job situations, career opportunities where they may not be making as much as somebody else. They might be working just as hard, being just as productive, but somehow it just doesn't go their way. This is a direct reflection of what the real world is like. And that was a, I mean, that was a really cool answer to hear, you know, just saying, you know, hey, you know, life's tough sometimes and, you know, it's not always going to, you know, you're not always going to get a, a fair shake at everything and, you know, you just kind of got to deal with it. So, I mean, you could talk for a long time about, you know, where, how Oregon is positioned to, you know, benefit off of NIL, you know, you got the Nike connections out of Oregon, you have the amazing facilities, regardless of sport, really. I mean, there's with the all the all the money that, you know, Phil Knight has, you know, obviously generously gifted the university, uh, and just how, you know, the return that they've seen, you know, on those investments, the ROI, right, you know, that that has helped them build up uh, strong facilities, regardless of uh, which sport it is, but particularly in football, uh, basketball, track, I think it's really big. So um, it was it was interesting to hear Cristobal talk about how you know it's a it's a preschool for real life, and you know that that kind of reminds me about how his recruiting philosophy has you know been rooted in you know showing that there's going to be an extreme commitment to the student athlete, and you know they they really pride themselves on setting the athletes up for life after football. So speaking about recruiting, we're going to kind of shift away from uh, team news here, and uh, on this episode of the podcast, you know. I'm not going to be able to get to everything that happened at Pac-12 Media Day or, you know, everything that he said, but these are just some of the, the things that really stuck out to me the most. Um, you know, kind of got asked for an update on recruiting, you know, where he thinks that the Ducks are at right now. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, 
it's just interesting to see how they're doing so well, but there's still so much work to be done. I wrote a recent story, um, you know, I did my Taurus's take and talked about how Oregon isn't where it needs to be um, in the recruiting, uh, you know, the area of recruiting. Um, you know, they have the top Pac-12 class right now. I believe they have a top 10 class nationally, but if you really want to be a competitor for the national championship year after year, you got to be top five territory consistently. So all that to say that, you know, the, the recruits that Mario Cristobal have brought in, has brought in are, you know, still super, super young. Um, and you know, there's, there's still, you know, some players that were, um, the, the he that he didn't recruit. So I think, you know, when we give it a little bit more time, I think that we'll we'll really see this thing take off even more when the entire roster is comprised of his recruits. But uh, this was a, a quotation that he had from Media Day talking about recruiting. I feel like we've gained a lot of momentum in recruiting. We're so young. Our first complete class is now in their third year of college football. The fact that they're doing as well as they're doing bodes well for the next two, three, four, five years of Oregon football. Which is so true. I mean, if you look at guys like Noah Sewell, he he started as a true freshman. Michael Wright got tons of reps as a freshman, whether it be as a special teams uh, kick returner or uh, as a cornerback. Uh, you know, he got placed on the the Hornung uh, Award watch list this week, Jim Thorpe Award watch list for the nation's best defensive back. So you know, those are two of his recruits that have just been doing really, really well. Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, Justin Flo is another guy that, uh, you know, Cristobal talked about at Media Day. Tons of hype around him, uh, given his strong spring performance, or I guess I should say performance in the spring game. Um, but yeah, I think there's the, he's seeing that early, that return on the recruits that he's brought to Eugene. They're, they're doing really well. And, you know, they, they just got to keep, I mean, in my opinion, you know, obviously you got to keep going at the, the clip that you're at right now, but you want to keep bringing in guys that are going to be competing for snaps as freshmen, you know, pushing guys out. I mean, I I don't want to say that that's exactly what happened with uh, Isaac Slade Matautia. Uh, I have nothing to confirm that. And, you know, I don't think anyone but the people inside the program or, uh, you know, Isaac himself can say what, what really happened. So I don't want to insinuate that. I have no way of proving that. But for all we know, that could be what happened. And, you know, you, it's, it's, you know, weird to see someone who was in the program for that long and that productive leave. But, you know, I, th- I think if that was the case, um, you know, all the, the context that, that goes with it, it certainly shows that the recruiting is paying off. So we could see guys like Troy Franklin and Dante Thornton, you know, pushing guys like Johnny Johnson, uh, Jalen Red for snaps, Micah Pittman. And, you know, all these guys that I talked to, you know, they're, they're committed. Uh, you know, they come to Oregon and they, they, want, they want that competition. You know, they're not afraid of it at all. No matter what uh, Oregon already has, you know, committed in the fold, they want to play. Good players want to play with good players. We've said this so many times, right? So um, it's certainly a good thing for, for Oregon. Uh, that they've, you know, they're seeing these guys ball out early and often um, when they come in as highly tied recruits and they just got to keep going there. And a, and a big part of their recent recruiting success has been, um, you know, the string of commitments in Texas that we've talked about before. And, you know, it's it's kind of weird for, for anyone who's new to, to, to recruiting or, um, you know, college football and, you know, kind of media media stuff. It, it's really weird. Uh, coaches can't talk about specific recruits. Um, but it's like, we all know, you know, obviously what's going on. You, you see people, you know, you see coaches retweeting, uh, you know, recruits 
stuff uh, on Twitter all the time. So it's it's kind of a weird dynamic, but just to, just wanted to preface it with that that you know they can't talk about specific players. But this is what Cristobal had to say about uh, recruiting in Texas. I think the results in Texas this year are the result of working at it for a couple of years. You got to plant some seeds and continue working and cultivating an area. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's cool to see that because it shows you that it doesn't happen overnight, right? You know, some people before this happened, uh, I mean, I put me in there too. There, you know, we've said like, okay, where has Oregon been in Texas? You know, you had Terrell Tillman in the, in the 21 class. Um, I talked to him before and he's looking like he's going to be, uh, you know, just one of those, uh, you know, cool projects to work on. You know, he's just really athletic, long body off the edge, um, you know, got to get him built up a little bit more, but super athletic. So it'll, it'll be cool to see kind of how, uh, you know, how he does seeing that he's the, you know, the youngest Texas recruit, uh, in the system, but yeah, you know, Arroyo, it's worth mentioning that I believe, uh, you know, Marcus Arroyo, current UNLV head coach, when he was here at Oregon, he, uh, you know, it was his, you know, not his only job, but he was kind of, you know, one of the faces of Texas recruiting for the ducks, uh, on this staff. So, um, you know, it just goes to show you that you, you got to just constantly be working and that recruiting never stops. You know, you, you got to be making those relationships that the staff's able to, to see talent in person again, um, you know, at their high schools, what have you at camps, you know, which we're about to see this, uh, upcoming weekend at SNL and Cristobal said that he's like, you know, no amount of film study, no type of film study is going to, is going to compare to seeing these guys in person. So, um, I think it just goes to show you how important visits are, whether it be prospects coming to, you know, schools or the staff visiting them in person or media visiting them in person. You know, I got to do that a couple times, um, you know, during this recent time, during this recent trip, I should say, I got to make it out to Sierra Canyon and, uh, see Oregon offensive line commit Michael Wooten, keep an eye out for, uh, some content, some stories coming from that. Uh, and then I got to spend some time at St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, um, preseason number three country, preseason number three team in the country. I can't talk. Um, and man, they were, uh, it, it was just cool to see the level that they operated at, you know, the, the discipline that, that is instilled there. So I kind of rambled a little bit on that, but you know, Oregon's balling out in, in Texas and really in areas across the country. Uh, I don't think they're done in California by any means. And uh, I saw they had a couple offers out in Florida today for 2022-2023. Follow me on Twitter at mTOR Sports to uh, get the latest updates there. Uh, but before I, you know, um, before we get out of here, um, we got a Saturday Night Live coming up here. Um, just a couple days, Saturday, uh, July 31st. Um, Oregon officially announced that today. It will be open to the public. Um, I believe it said the press release said that fans can start arriving at 3:45. Uh, event starts at 4:15 p.m. So, this is the. I mean, I've talked about it before. I don't really think I need to reiterate it, but this is the the biggest recruiting event of the year, especially since recruits couldn't come to the spring game. So, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think there's going to be necessarily a ton of commitments to come from this event, um, just in terms of where the numbers are looking, what the numbers are looking like for Oregon, but. I mean, it's just so pivotal to get these guys on campus. And Cristobal said when he was asked about this, you know, how important it is. A lot of the guys on the roster now have come to this event um, in the past, you know, when they were recruits themselves. So it's going to be pretty big. I'm working on getting a, a visitor list story. Uh, I'm working with uh, our Dylan Rubenking to get an updated uh, visitor list for SNL. Uh, tons and tons of prospects uh, expected across the 22-23 uh, possibly even some 2024 recruits coming to town. 
Um, you know, I can, can tell you guys, you know, a couple uh, couple commits that are uh, going to be in town. We got Stephon Johnson, Tanner Bailey, Sir Mills. I was talking to him on Twitter the other day. He was telling me he's going to be in Eugene, uh, Grayson Halton. So, you know, it's just really big for the staff to get commits and high-profile recruits on campus so that they can be around each other, you know, just see what their dynamics like. Do they get along well? What's their chemistry like on the field? You know, is Tanner Bailey going to be thrown to some receivers and get a good chemistry there? So, you know, it's just definitely going to be a lot to learn from as far as, you know, uh, you know, where... Uh, hopefully, hopefully, kind of seeing what these guys look like. You know, is is it going to be, is it going to help the Oregon staff? Uh, you know, like say, hey, we were kind of fringe if we wanted to take this guy, but now we saw him in person. Uh, do we really want to take him? So, or maybe we don't want to take him. So, it's uh, it's going to be a learning experience for sure. We're going to see how uh, you know a lot of these prospects look. Um, I don't believe that the media is going to be able to talk to any recruits um, as of right now. Uh, but we'll definitely be able to take some cool photos and videos uh, so you guys can see what these these players look like in person um, inside Autzen Stadium for uh, for Saturday Night Live. So uh, that's pretty much all I had for this episode of the Ducks Digest podcast. Um, we are, uh, we're making some more moves behind the scenes, um, trying to get some new equipment to just, uh, you know, improve the quality of the content and uh, got a new writer. Uh, that we added to the team, Nick Beatty. Uh, so go check out his first story with uh, Chris Duarte getting drafted by the uh, Indiana Pacers tonight in the 2021 draft. Uh, really excited to have Nick on board. Um, you can find more of my work on Ducks Digest. That's si.com slash college slash Oregon. And you can find me on Twitter at mtorresports. That's M-T-O-R-R-E-S. S-P-O-R-T-S. You can also find us on Ducks Digest on uh, Twitter as well as Facebook. And then you can find me on YouTube at Max Taurus. So that's all I have for this one. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you in the next one.